Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. You'll take out your Bibles this morning, and let's go together to Genesis, the 39th chapter. Genesis 39. In this passage of Scripture, we find a very familiar story, a very familiar passage that we are aware of. It is the story of Joseph. Genesis 39 is where we're going to spend our time looking at this young man. We find he is a young man who has come from his father's home. For the sake of time, we I don't have time to, to walk us through the entire story. It covers several chapters. Uh, but what we find is there's jealousy in the home. He has been favored, highly favored, in his home by his father. We find that he has brothers who are very jealous of the favor and the blessing that has come to Joseph. We find that his brothers are angry. Uh, have you ever found somebody that got angry because you got blessed? It's amazing how shallow underneath the surface jealousy resides. When somebody else gets blessed, we have a problem with it sometimes because we didn't get what they have. His brothers are jealous and they sell him off as a slave. And uh, really that's kind of where this story picks up, where we're going to pick up with the story today in Genesis chapter 39, beginning... In verse number 31, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, And that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian, notice this, because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything. Somebody say everything. Everything. How much was it? Everything. Everything Potiphar had both in the house and in the field. So we find this blessing and this favor is on Joseph's life. But not only is the favor and the blessing on Joseph's life, it overflows into the surrounding circumstances, it uh, overflows into those who are around Joseph in the household. Let's look at verse number 20. Let's skip down. We're going to walk through parts of this passage today down to verse 20 and 21. What we find, I need to set the tone, what happens is he's there in the house. The Bible says he's a very handsome man, and Potiphar's wife... uh, One of the old translations says, cast longing eyes at him. Kind of sounds like our world today, doesn't it? Time may have changed, but humanity hasn't. 
She wanted, she begged him to go to bed with her. He refused. What happened was when he ran out of the room, she grabbed his cloak and she kept it. Potiphar came home and she said, that slave you brought in this house, he came in to take advantage of me. Here's his coat. Look what he did to me. Are you going to let him get away with this? Well, of course, Potiphar is angry. That's where we pick up in verse number 20. Potiphar takes him, has him thrown into the prison. But notice these words. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. You may be in a place today and you think, I'm the only one here. I want to tell you nothing scares God off in your circumstance. You may go to the prison, you may go to the valley, you may go to the place of difficulty, but God will be with you. It says the Lord was with him. And he showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Notice again, who's granting the favor? It is God. Verse 22. So as a result of this, the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because, notice these words, the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read stories like that, my heart is encouraged, but I'll be honest with you, there's enough of my uh, flesh that says, well, boy, that'd be nice, but I'm never one of God's favorites. I'm never one of the ones that God gets picked. Are you, you know, you're kind of like, how many of y'all remember in school, I understand uh, politically correct has changed a lot of things anymore, but when you were in school and, and they were choosing teams, I usually wasn't number one. Yeah. When it came to the basketball team, I wasn't the one that they wanted. There's uh, times we feel like, well, I never get picked. Everybody else gets a, a good thing happening. You, you look at somebody else's family and you think, wow, they, their family looks good. Their house looks good. They all look good. They're, they're so neat and put together. That never happens to me. All I have is these old rags. I don't have anything nice. My house is falling apart. My life's falling apart. My spouse is falling apart. The kids are falling apart. The job's falling apart. The car's falling apart. Seems like everything you touch just doesn't seem to work out the way you planned it. So we get this idea that somehow God kind of, kind of picks people, kind of like he looks around the room and he says, you know what, you're special and, and you're special and you're special and maybe not so much you, but you're special, the one behind you. No, 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 the, the, the other one behind you. You're special but not you. And so we get this idea that God kind of has his favorites and that God plays favorites with people. But how many of you know that's not the way God works? Some of you think, you know, I had a bad home life. I've had a bad marriage. I've had a bad set of circumstances. 
So those good things are not going to happen in my life. I wasn't raised in a godly home, so it's not going to happen to me. But I want to tell you today, God can raise up anybody, anywhere. God doesn't care where you were born. He doesn't care who you were born to. He doesn't care your circumstances, whether you have a job or no job, whether you have a spouse or no spouse, whether you've got a great house or you don't have any house at all. God can raise up and bless you in any circumstance because that's the kind of God he is what we find is that God blesses Joseph and as a result Potiphar is blessed I wonder how many of our employers are blessed because we're there Ooh, man, I ain't got time to preach that this morning, but that, that, I need to write that down. That's a good sermon. I wonder how many of our employers are blessed because they're there or they cry when we walk through the door. Another week. Another week. <laughs> what we find is that God is. His desire is to bless us, and in doing so, it's not that we are a collection pool. Blessing flows into our life, and it flows out of our life. We see in Genesis 39, Potiphar's life, Potiphar's home, Potiphar's possessions are all blessed because the favor of God is upon Joseph. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now, we don't often talk about it much because... We think, well, if we talk about it much, somebody's going to get all carried away about material things and material wants and material desires. But I want to tell you something. Since the beginning of time, you look through the Word of God, and what you'll find is God has always had a desire to bless His people. Jeremiah 29, 11, we know well. I know the plan that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to bless you, prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has wanted to display and pour out his blessing, his favor upon his people. God does want to bless us. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2. We find here the passage concerning Abraham. And he says this, I'll make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and I will be a blessing to you. I will bless those. Notice this. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I'll curse. You don't want to mess with me. Whoo, that would change some things, wouldn't it? When the blessing of God is upon your life, he says to Abraham, I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And all the people, notice this, all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Through you. It's going to come through your life. He's going to use us to bless others. It's not me. The blessing comes through me. He's blessing you and I. He gives us favor so we can in turn bless others. God wants to do his work through us. Everything that God does on this earth, he does through people. Amen. Have you not heard the word says about the message of the gospel? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It says in Romans, how will they know except someone what? Preach to them. 
Everything God does on this earth, he does through people. How many times have we seen it? We pray for others, he blesses them. We pray for healing, he heals the sick. It's not us. He's just wanting to bless others through us. But I would tell you this today, a blessed life and a favored life is a result of choices. Favor is not a coincidence. It's rather a consequence. A blessed life is based on the choices we make. If you have a favored and if you and I have a blessed life, it's because of the choices we've made. If your choice is righteous living and obedient living, there is a reward that comes. Look at Joseph in the midst of the difficulties he's faced with. He chose to be obedient. He chose to be righteous. And he chose to say no to sin and yes to God. And there's a blessing that comes as a result. Favor is not obtained by giving up and quitting. We see it in Joseph when he gets knocked down. And you need to, I really want to encourage you to go home and read this story because if you want to talk about somebody who had all the reason in the world to sit down in the molly grubs and say, how bad I've got it, Joseph is your man. Somebody who's been mistreated, they've been treated terribly, they've been abused at the hands of others, they've been sold, they've been disowned. It's terrible. I'm, and, and he goes, I'm not going to put a, a false story with you. He goes through all these things and it gets good and then it gets really bad again. And then it seems to pick up good and then it gets bad again. Then, then it seems to get good and it picks up and it goes bad again. I don't know about you, but if I was in those shoes, just being a natural, just being real honest with you, take me out of the role of the pastor today, I might be uh, have a real tendency to get discouraged. But what we find in the life of Joseph is he doesn't give up. He stays true to God in spite of the circumstances. He doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. He doesn't mock God. He doesn't walk away from God. But he keeps pressing on. He keeps being faithful to God. He keeps staying true to God. And it's the same spirit that says in my life, the Romans says, he is working all things together for the good. It may not look good, but he's working it for the good. It may not be comfortable, but he's working it together for the good. He's not left me. He's not left me alone. He's not given up on me. God is at work. We sing the song all the time. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working in my life. That's the kind of God he is. You see, you and I have received a divine setup to succeed and not fail. You have to step over every promise in the book to not succeed. God has made it where success is easier to obtain than failure. For you and I to fail, we got to climb over all the promises of God that are in the Bible. Let me tell you, this is not a book. The Bible you hold in your hand, it's not a book that tells me I'm not going to make it. But the Bible tells me that I will come through the storm. I will come through the flood. I'll come through this situation. And in Jesus' name, I will be a victor. You go to the last book. You read the last words. 
It says we win. It says we win. I'll tell you, in the middle, there's some psalms. There's some psalms, and David says, oh, it's terrible. All my enemies are coming against me. I'm not going to make it. It's a terror. You get the end of the book, and it says we win. In fact, I'm reminded of Paul's words. He says, in all these things, you ever had some things? You can give names to them. Some of them, you live with them. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. In all these circumstances, this book doesn't tell me the devil's too strong. This book doesn't tell me the enemy has too much armor and I'll never be able to defeat him. No, this book tells me in Jesus Christ I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This book tells me that he's the God of the impossible and he can do the impossible in my life. If you and I fail, you're going to have to step over everything he said in the book and everything he destined for your life. That's the only way you can fail as a believer. The truth is, our lives are full of unnecessary problems. Because we don't do it God's way. We do it our way. When we walk according to God's plan and God's purpose, there is a favor. There is a blessing that flows from your obedience to God and His Word. When we choose to go God's way instead of our way, we untie the hands of blessing over our lives and we release the Spirit of God and the favor of God over our lives. Just the other day we were at lunch with someone and we were having conversation about how that your parents, when you're growing up, your parents say, listen, if you'll do this, it'll save you a lot of heartache. It'll save you a lot of crying and a lot of, a lot of difficulty in life. And we say, okay, thanks for telling me. And we go right on to our own thing. Anybody ever do that? Wait a minute. I've talked to some of y'all. Anybody ever do that? Yeah. We kind of got their way and our way. Well, I kind of got to live my own life. I got to do my own thing. Let me tell you something. God is doing the same thing. You know what this book is? This book is if you'll do it my way, good things come. If you'll do it my way, blessing will come. If you'll do it my way, favor will come. If you'll do it my way, good things will walk in your life and overcome your life. If you'll go my way, the blessing will over, oversee you. The blessing of the Lord will surround you. The blessing of the Lord will keep you. The blessing of the Lord will go before you and behind you. If you'll go the way of the book, if you'll go the way of the book, God will watch out over you. His blessing, you won't have to watch for his blessing. You won't have to ask for his blessing. His blessing will follow you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy the psalm said. Goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I don't have to go looking for them. It comes along. We can do it God's way or we can do it our way. I don't know about you, but I want the blessing of the Lord in my life. I don't want to be responsible. I want God to be responsible. I don't want to have to be the one that has to make all the calls. I want God making the calls. Quickly, I want to share with you some facts about favor. Number one is this. God's favor responds when others pray 
for us. God's favor responds when others pray for us. In Acts chapter 12, what we find is Peter is put into prison because of the gospel. They place him under the guards, four squads of four soldiers. Now, Herod intended to bring Peter to a trial and possibly was planning on killing Peter, putting him out of his misery after the Passover. Acts chapter 12, verse 5 gives us the story. It says, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church, somebody say the church, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Favor listens when others pray for you. Look at the story. Look at what happens. The church begins to pray. We don't have time to read through the whole story this morning, but what happens is there is is Peter in prison. He's in the dungeon. He's in a difficult place. The church is outside. They're praying, and all of a sudden, a bright light shines up in the cell, and an angel of the Lord is standing. I don't know about you, but I would have been thinking, am I dreaming? He's there. All of a sudden, an angel appears. Maybe I had some bad food earlier. I don't know what's going on. And an angel appears. What we find is that the blessing and the favor of God is there because this angel wakes him up. And when he wakes him up, the chains and the shackles just fall off of Peter. Then he walks out past all the guards. And when they get to the main gate of the prison, the main gate opens by itself. I don't know about you, but that's kind of a cool story. Imagine being Peter for a minute. You're sleeping. You know there's trouble coming down the road. In fact, you know there's trouble, but you don't actually know what Herod's going to do. So there's probably a little worry in there. You're asleep. You wake up. And there's an angel in front of you. He says, get up. What? Get up. Let's go. Come on. Get your stuff. Let's go. Now, in the natural, you and I would have said, you don't, you, you don't know what's outside the door, but I do. Angel says, get up. Get your stuff. They walk out. There's the guards. They walk past the guards. I don't know about you, but I'd be like, <laughs> Would you? You'd be like, do you not see me? <laughs> and here he is, and he's walking out. They get past the guards. I don't know about you, but by that point, I might have been getting ready to have a little shouting thing. But they walk out, and they get to the main gate of the prison, and the doors just open, and he walks on out. While he's been in prison, the church has been praying. There's enough right there for another sermon. The power of when God's people pray. The power of when not just one gets together, but the body of Christ gets together and begin to call on the name of the Lord. What we find is as he's in prison by himself, the church is meeting someplace else, and the Bible says they're praying together for Peter, and we find that favor and blessing comes when others pray on our behalf. Favor comes 
when others pray on our behalf. Favor has the ability to override the situations of life and has the ability to override the situation that the enemy has brought our way. Favor. Number two. Favor can move you from the pit to the palace. Favor can move you from the pit to the palace. We see it in Joseph's life. He's in the pit. We see him in the prison. We see him in the difficult. He's first of all found in a pit and he's sold to his enemies. Can't imagine what's going on in his mind. His brothers throw him into a pit, into a cistern, an old well. Throw him in there. He can't get out. The Ishmaelites come by. They sell him. He has no choice but to go with the Ishmaelites. He goes from the pit into prison. He's not done anything wrong. Well, there's a lesson for us right there. I've not done anything wrong. I don't deserve to be here. I don't have, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't deserve to be in this pit. I haven't done anything wrong. I don't deserve to be in this place, this prison, this difficulty. What we find is that favor can move you and I from the pit to the palace. You see, God's a way maker. Even when you don't see it, He's a way maker. Even when I don't feel it, He's a way maker. When you read through the Old Testament, you see story after story where God is a way maker, He's working. We find a young lady by the name of Esther. She gets into a beauty pageant with 400 other women. She gets chosen. She goes from the pit to the palace. Ruth has nothing. Boaz says, I pick you. She moves from the pit into the palace. Daniel goes from the lion's den. And now he's talked about all over the nation. He went from the pit to the palace. Joseph is left to die in a pit and ends up living in the palace. You see, favor can be one of those suddenlies that we read about in the Bible. Suddenly, manna fell from heaven. Suddenly, water came out of the rock. Suddenly, the Red Sea opened. Suddenly, it began to rain. Suddenly, their eyes were opened. Suddenly, leprosy began to fall off. Suddenly, the dead were raised to new life. Suddenly, the fish and the loaves began to multiply. Suddenly, the demoniac of the gatherings was set free. Suddenly, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, favor can bring a sudden miracle in your life and in my life. Thirdly, favor is a result or consequence of planting seed. Favor comes from seed that's been sown. Look at Galatians 6 and 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Let's put this in the natural for a minute. 
if you're the type of individual who's ugly and rude to other people, guess what's coming your way? It's going to get quiet in the church this morning. If you're nasty to the people living in your house, don't expect quiet and peace. If you're nasty, if everything the boss does at work, you're the first one to stand up and complain. Guess what's coming your way? But let's look at the flip side of that. People who are really compassionate and loving. You ever notice you want to hang out with those kind of people? That's the table I want to sit at. Because there's times, how many of y'all ever made some mistakes? When I made some mistakes, I want some people who have kindness and compassion. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, it goes on from verse 7. We just looked at it. It says, whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. What happens in our lives is when we start sowing seed, there are results that come. When we sow bad seed in our life, it starts the process of decay. Decay takes time to see the results. You don't always see the results up front. It takes time. If you want to continue to plant seeds in your life that are not good and don't do it God's way, walk your own way, my friend, there's always a reaping and a harvest that comes from that. But the Bible says those who live to please the Spirit of God will reap a harvest of everlasting life from the Spirit. So he encourages us, don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Galatians 6 and 9, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. If you and I will go God's way, there's favor. If we'll go God's way, there's blessing that come as a result of walking hand and hand with God number four favor favor is not guaranteed you have to qualify this is one we don't like the promises of God are conditional how many of y'all in this room have children would you lift a hand join with me in a thought here for a moment if your children now, I'm probably going to date myself. If your children want an allowance, some kids don't even know what allowance means. And you tell them, okay, I'll give you an allowance if you mow the grass and you take out the garbage. I'll give you 10 bucks if you mow the grass, take out the garbage. When you do that, when you do these things, this is what's going to come. If you do it every week, every week on Friday, 10 bucks coming your way. How many of you know if they don't do it, you don't do it? If it comes Monday, you know, y'all just made this plan. Y'all got to do it till Friday. Monday, if mama says, listen, the grass is still growing, it ain't getting any shorter. And mama comes in our lane, she says, the trash is climbing up the wall in the kitchen. And they say the famous words, 
I'll get it later. That's also a famous word of husbands. That's for another sermon too. <laughs> Everything's conditional. I don't know very many parents that will pay their kid for doing work they don't ever do. When they've done what they're asked to do, then the blessing comes. Don't think for a moment that the favor of God is not conditional. You and I are going to have to qualify. God does not struggle. And God does not have difficulty blessing you and me. God's not against blessing. He constantly talks throughout his word. I will bless you. I want to give to you. But you and I must qualify. In our culture today, we want to take Jesus on and still keep our sin. We want to take the blessing of Jesus into our lives and still keep doing what we want to do. The truth is, there are many times we want the blessing of tithe and offering. My friend, if you want the blessing of tithe and offering, guess what you got to do? Give tithe and offering. You know the Bible says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. If you want the blessing that comes from the body of believers, you need to be a part of the body of believers. When you and I know that we need to read the word, we need to pray, we need to be in relationship with God. When we know we're not to criticize, not to gossip, not to slander people. If you want the blessing of God, we've got to do it God's way. Everyone here has enough knowledge to have the favor of God upon their life. The problem is, is sometimes we get what we might call iffy. I'll do it if. I'll go to church if. I'll pay my tithes if. If I had this or had that, I'd serve in the church if. I'd evangelize if. I'd be a better husband if my wife did. I'd be a better wife if my husband did that. I wouldn't be addicted if that hadn't happened. I'd be better off if that had not come my way. But the truth is you and I can't live with if. If will kill us when it comes to blessing and favor. What God is calling us to is change. God is calling us to leave behind the world of excuses and start doing what he said to do and being the people he's called us to be. If you and I want to see things change in our life, then today we have a choice. If you do nothing with this message today, if you do nothing to bring change, nothing is what comes back. Look with me, if you will, for just a moment, and we're going to close with this. Let's go together to Deuteronomy 28. If you're tempted to believe that there are no qualifications for walking in the blessing, that you can just do whatever you want to do, live however you want to live, make whatever decisions you want to make, and still walk in the blessing of God, let's look at Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. He begins with these words. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow 
all his commands that I give you this day. Now, the first thing somebody will say, but yeah, we're not in the Old Testament, Pastor. We're in the New Testament. We're not under the law. We're under grace now. And you are 100% correct. But I would still tell you that God is the same God he was in the Old Testament. God hasn't changed one bit. His desire for his people hasn't changed one bit. If you carefully follow all these commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Right there is, that's, that, that's what we need to send to Washington, but that's another sermon too. Man, I, I, somebody need to write this down while I'm talking. This is some good ideas. Verse 2, it says, all these blessings will come on you and accompany you. I like that. It comes on you and it accompanies you if you obey the Lord your God. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. What he's really saying there is wherever you go, blessing will be there. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land and the young of your livestock and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. What he's saying is everything that you have that provides a living for you Everything that you do that takes care of your family, everything that has come to your life as an asset of possession will be blessed. Notice verse 6. I love this passage. You will be blessed when you come in, and you'll be blessed when you go out. Wow. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hands to. Wow. The Lord will bless you in the land he's giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he has promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, notice this, then all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. All of your enemies is talking about. Those who plan on coming up against you, they're going to understand that God is for you. And if God is for you, who can ever stand against you? Verse 11, the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. Listen, I am not a prosperity preacher, but you can't get past the passages that says that God has no problem blessing you. Sometimes we forget that he is a father. Every father and mother in here, you, what do you want for your kids? You want better things for your kids, don't you? I hear it all the time. I want my kids to have better things than I had. I want my kids to be more blessed than what I am. That's what the father says. The Lord will bless, bless, uh, grant you, excuse me, with abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your grounds of the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Verse 12, the Lord will open the heavens. Hmm. The Lord will open the heavens in the storehouse of his bounty. How many of you know God is never without? You would not describe God as poor. He said, the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season. Notice this, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but borrow from none. 
That's another sermon. Look at verse 13. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be on the top and never at the bottom. Now, we don't have time this morning, but what happens is, verse 14, look there, verse 14, do not turn aside from any of the commands that I give you today to the right or the left, but follow, and following other gods and serving them. Verse 15, however, however, here's the condition. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not follow carefully all of his commands and decrees that I'm giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. I encourage you to go home today and read the latter part of that. We have the ability to walk out underneath the blessing of God when we choose to do it our way. I don't know about you. I want to walk in the blessing and the favor of God. I want to, play a, I want to be blessed that I might be a blessing to somebody else. I don't always, I don't want to be the tail, I want to be the head. Not because I want to be somebody, I want God to flow through my life to bless somebody else so that they're encouraged, so that tomorrow when you walk into the room, people are better in the restaurant you go to tomorrow because you came in. When you go to work tomorrow, the workplace is better because they chose to hire you. Your house they could have had any husband in the house, but your house is blessed because you're the one that walked through the door. Those kids could have had any mother, but they got you. And they're blessed because you walked through the door. I wonder how many times do we bring blessing or how many times do we bring a curse? I want to walk in the blessing of God. I want to walk in the favor of God. I'll be honest with you. I don't have what it takes, but I know he has everything that it takes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every person in this room today. Lord, I believe with all of my heart it is your desire, it is your plan and your purpose, Heavenly Father, to bring blessing and favor, blessing and prosperity, blessing and good things to their life. I pray for every marriage day it will be blessed. I pray for favor upon every home. I pray prosperity on every marriage. They'll prosper in love. They'll prosper in their relationship. The family will prosper. The mom and daddy will love the kids. The kids will love mom and daddy. There'll be a blessing in the home. Whatever they put their hands to, God, you'll cause it to prosper. I pray in their place of work, in their place of employment. God, I pray they'll be blessed. They'll be blessed because they walk through the door. Lord, they'll be like potter. They'll be blessed because of Joseph. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your hand of blessing upon us. Father, I pray today we'll have a determination in our hearts. Today to make the choice, God, we're going your way, not our way. We're going to do it in your plan, God, not my plan. We're going to do it, God, in your timing, not my timing. Father, would you just help us today to make that decision, to make that choice. I want to be everything, God that you created me to be. Help me, Lord, to walk in your plan, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me this morning? 
Friend, if it's your prayer and your desire, you say, I want the blessing of God on my life. I want to walk in the favor of God. I want blessing to come into my life that I might be a blessing to others. I want, a, I want the favor of God on my life so I can be a blessing to my family. So my wife feels like the most blessed person in the world because of what God's doing in my life. I want husbands to feel like the most blessed husbands because what God is doing through the wife. So that our kids feel blessed and highly favored because of what God is doing through mom and daddy. Today, if you say, I want to walk in the blessing, I want to walk in the plan, the purpose of God for my life. Friend, would you just step out from where you're at and come and stand across the front of this church? You say, I just want to walk in the blessing. I want to walk in the plan. I want to walk in the purpose of God for my life. I pray the blessing and favor of God will always be on my life. If that's you, just come and fill across the front. Would you please step as close as you can up to the front so we give as much room as we can for as many to join us. You say, I, I want to walk in the blessing of God. I want the blessing of God on my home. I want the blessing of God on my marriage. I want the blessing of God on my finances. I want the blessing of God on my kids. I want the blessing of God in my workplace. I want the blessing of God in my church. Well, wow, that's, that's enough. May, may the church be blessed because you're a part of this church. Who? That's another sermon. God's blessing comes. I don't know about you, but this guy hasn't always been perfect. This guy hasn't always towed the line. I've not always met the mark. I'll be honest with you, there's sometimes, you can ask her, there's sometimes, not very often, sometimes, I could be stubborn. Even when it comes to God. And his plan. And God says, I want this. And I say, but uh, come on, God. Can't you give a little bit? I'm sure you've come across times in your life where you've been a little stubborn with God too. What I'd like to do, first of all, I just like you and I, we're here together. We're in this place today on the Lord's Day. In this place, I'd like for us to take a few minutes. You know, there's sometimes I can be so convinced I'm right that I'm so wrong <laughs> that I don't even see it. I'd like for us just to begin this morning and just say, Lord, pray you'll forgive me. Friend, if there's things in your life that you know, absolutely. Lord, I know I can't walk in your blessing, your favor, and keep walking this way, the way I've been walking. Now, I'm not talking about, well, I messed up the other day or I messed up last month. I'm talking about a lifestyle of walking. Lord, I can't walk this way and walk under your blessing. So would you join me for a moment? Let's just say, Lord, just, Lord, would you just purify my life? Lord, if there's anything in me today that's not pleasing to you, God, would you cleanse me? Lord, I give it all to you. Let's pray. I'm going to lead us. You pray it right where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus. Just come to you today, and Lord, I ask you, Father, today, that you would cleanse our hearts. Lord, we want to walk in your blessing, but Lord, first of all, we got to walk in your way. So I ask you, Lord, if there are things that we're harboring in our lives that are not of you, God, would you just 
Lord, I repent of those things. I repent of my stubbornness. I repent of the times that I don't want to give in. I repent of my way. And Lord, I choose today to go your way. I choose to go your way. And I ask, Lord, you'll cleanse me. Cleanse me of my old ways. Cleanse me of my old thinking. Cleanse me of my old stubbornness. Cleanse me of my selfishness to want it my way and do it my way and have it my way and in my time. Lord, I ask that you'll just cleanse me. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. In our hearts today, there'd be no part dark in our hearts. God, would you cleanse us from the inside out today? Cleanse us in our minds. Cleanse us in our hearts. Cleanse us in our emotions. In every way, every part that makes me who I am, would you cleanse me, Lord, right now in this room? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray in this moment, right now while we're gathered, Lord, you never, there's not a time we call on you that you don't hear us. So I know you're listening to all of our voices. You're listening for all of our hearts today. In Jesus' name, cleanse us now, I pray. Cleanse us now, I pray. Friend, if you just want to walk in the favor of God, would you just lift your hands towards heaven today, just like a, a child does when their parents going to pick them up, and would you just tell him what you want? Would you ask him to bring his blessing? Would you ask him to bring his favor on your life? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, right now for every hand that's lifted in this room, and God, every hand and heart that's pointed towards heaven. Father, we say, Lord, would you bring your blessing? God, would you bring your favor upon my life? God, would you bring your favor on my marriage? Would you bring your favor? favor on my relationships. God, would you bring favor with our relationship with our kids? God, would you bring favor on our finances in our home? God, would you bring your favor over our health and our bodies? God, would you bring your favor? Would you bring your favor? Would you bring your favor tomorrow? Everything I put my hand to, God, would you cause it to prosper? I pray, God, my place of employment will prosper because I'm there. I pray, God, my church will prosper because I'm there. Lord, would you just flow the hand of blessing? Would you flow the supernatural power of favor and blessing through our lives? Lord, we just want to walk in your favor. We want to walk in your divine plan. Lord, today the Bible says call to me and I will answer you. Lord, you've heard every one of us today. Lord, would you release your favor on our lives, I pray. I pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to speak a few words over you. The Lord spoke to my heart a couple days ago about this morning. I felt prompted in my heart and my spirit to speak some words over your life. And so, as I've asked you to do before, would you just take your hands and hold them out like this? It's just a thing of receiving. There's power in our words. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. I want to speak words of life over you. And, and this is just, actually, it's just a point of receiving, okay? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Almighty God, I speak the blessing of the kindness of God over your life. When the world has rejected you, when the world has turned its back on you, 
I speak the blessing of the kindness of God to your heart. May our Father cause His face to shine upon you with His approval. When others have not approved of you, may the blessing of God and His approval settle on your life. May you be blessed in your walk and your relationship with Him. When others don't have the desire, I speak the blessing of desire in your life for the Word of God in prayer. When others feel distant from the, from the Word and prayer, you're going to have more desire. You're going to have a greater hunger for the Word and the things of God than you've ever had before in your life. I speak those blessings over you now in the name of Jesus. When others think that Jesus is just a religious figure, I speak the blessing of relationship over your life. You will have not just a knowledge of Jesus Christ, but you'll have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You'll not just be acquainted with Jesus. You will intimately know Him. You will walk with Him. You will be in conversation with Him. He'll be right with you every day, every step you take. You'll never have to go looking for Him. He's always going to be right there beside you. I speak that blessing over your life today. I speak the blessing of a prosperous marriage relationship. I curse the spirit of division. I curse the spirit of unforgiveness. I curse the spirit of selfishness. I curse those spirits over your life. And I speak the blessing of unity. I speak the blessing of love. I speak the blessing of kind words. Your mouth to be a fountain of blessing in your home. I speak the blessing today over you that whatever you put your hands to, God the Father will cause it to prosper. That Jesus, not you, but Jesus will be glorified through your life. I speak the blessing today. You'll be a conduit of the hand of God. You'll be a conduit of the blessing of God flowing through you to touch someone else's life. I speak those words of blessing over you. May the Lord our God, our God who is strong and mighty, our God with whom nothing is too hard for, I pray today He would bless you he would keep you. He'd cause his face to shine upon you. He will bless you as you come in. He'll bless you as you go out. He'll bless you when you stand up. He'll bless you when you sit down. He'll bless you when your feet hit the floor in the morning. And he'll bless you when your head hits the pillow at night. His blessing will follow you all the days of your life. I speak his blessing over you today. Father, today I pray you will fulfill these words, not just in our ears, but in our hearts and in our lives. Father, I pray it to be so. In the name of Jesus Christ, and all the saints said together, amen. amen. So be it. So be it is what amen means. So be it in the name of the Lord. Love y'all. So grateful to serve the King together with you.
today. I'd just like to ask you for a moment, if you'll just, all of you that are members, if I could give you a little instruction uh, before we head that way. If you need to take a break, do so. When you come back in, all the members, would you please sit on this side? If you're not a member, we welcome you to stay. But if you're not a member, I'd ask you to sit on this side just to make the voting a little quicker and a little easier. I want to get you out as soon as I can. God bless you all. May his strength and his grace be yours in abundance. God bless.